This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. 718 Blitz 1170. It's a Tuesday drive to work. Scott File sitting in the other room. I'm Rick Corey. Both of us in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio where you have a chance to go out and see the folks over at the show, Pop and Colby, on Thursday night where they'll be broadcasting from the Scoreboard Sports Bar, River Spear Casino from 3 to 6. And when you're out there, you have a chance to sign up to win a pair of Dallas Cowboys tickets to see them play Washington on Thanksgiving, plus $500 spending cash. Just ask them how. When you go out to River Spirit Casino this Thursday, 3 to 6, with the guys on the show. Remember, also this Thursday, we have Jinx at Norman. That's going to be a little bit of a high school football. That's going to be Jinx at Norman North on, at 6.30 is the pregame on Thursday night. So that'll follow Pop and Colby. Then on Friday, OSU, 4.30 pregame right here on the Blitz 1170, taking on Kansas State in a big, big game there. In the meantime, want to have you text us your, your kind of your uh, score guesses, if you will, or predictions for Oklahoma, Texas. You can do that right here at 918-262-5072. already have one that's coming in, Scott. I uh, got a text to that number. It says Oklahoma 38, Texas 35. Now, I do believe we are in for a barn burner, but I got to tell you, I'm a little up in the in the air, and I'll get your opinion on this, Scott. These two offenses have been spectacular. 510 yards a game for Oklahoma, 478 yards a game for Texas. Both their defenses have been pretty good, too. But I, with, with, with kind of a bend and don't break thing, you know, that whole immovable, you know, uh, object force and all that kind of thing, what gives is my thing. I do think it'll be close. I'm really tied up in my mind because a lot of times when I think a game like this is going to be in the 40s, it's, it ends up being in the teens. I can't decide whether I think this is going to be really high scoring or not. These two offenses are too good to be held in check, but I just don't know. I I, I do think it'll be close. I mean, I could be I could see it being 17-14, and I could see it being 41-38, but I can't decide which I think it's going to be. That's the thing with a rivalry game. You never know. And uh, Vegas has the over-under at 60-and-a-half. Um, you know, one of the big keys, and we'll see how this plays out on Saturday morning, is the OU running game. They're mm-hmm. kind of still working out kind of the rotation on that. It looks like they may have it at least kind of figured out now. So if, if OU is able to run the ball, we know Texas can. Mm-hmm. If OU is able to run the ball, you could see a game in the 40s, I think. Yeah, Jonathan Brooks is at 597 yards already. Marcus Major leads Oklahoma at 199. Now, it doesn't matter as much, as we've said before, if you have two or three guys that are you know adding up to one thing, if you will. Uh, Brooks has, though, been – he's kind of burst onto the scene as being very good. But when you look at overall rushing yards, Oklahoma runs for 157 and Texas runs for 190. There's 40 yards difference. That forty yards could be a forty-yard touchdown that describe you know that decides the game. I get that, but it's not that difference. And when you go to rush yards allowed, both of them have been very stingy. Texas is only allowing ninety-four rushing yards a game, and remember they played at Alabama. Now this is not an Alabama team with a Derrick Henry or someone like that. I get that. It's still Bama, right? And you, you're you're at ninety-four yards a game allowed. Oklahoma's only allowing one hundred six. So you know. Here we go with that force and object thing again. Where do we go with this one? I cannot decide which way I think it's going to be. When you look at the overall numbers of players individually, for instance, if I were just to say, Dylan Gabriel, Quinn Ewers, who's throwing for more yards, who has more touchdowns, all that, I think nationally 
Most people would say, oh, well, Quinn Ewers. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, would say, and they would say, oh, it's not even close. Right. They would say that. However, here are the actual numbers. Dylan Gabriel's thrown for 1,593 yards. Ewers is thrown for 1,358. It's a couple hundred, and, a couple hundred and fifty yards difference there in the two of them. They, Gabriel, 15 touchdowns, two picks. Ewers, 10 touchdowns, one pick. Between them, 25 touchdowns, three picks. I mean, this is as good as it's going to get quarterback matchup-wise, but I think most people would probably be surprised right off the bat at Ewers' numbers aren't better, but Gabriel's are. And I'm guessing not looking at the stats, probably that Gabriel has a better completion percentage as well. They're really close. Uh, he's 118 of 157. Ewers with 97 of 147. Ewers actually has thrown fewer times, but then Jonathan Brooks has carried more times. Brooks has 86 carries as their leading rusher. Meanwhile, Marcus Major has 51 for Oklahoma, so they put the ball there a lot more. Now, when it comes to receivers, well, you know, you've got Andrell Anthony, who's been really good. You know, you've got Nick, who's been really good. And then Xavier Worthy has just been unbelievable. But again, I think this would surprise you. If I said Andrell Anthony and Xavier Worthy, everyone's going to go, oh, well, Worthy's got more catches. Worthy has 26 catches. He does have more. Anthony has 22. But Worthy's catches for 345 yards and three touchdowns, while Anthony's 387 in a score. Now, part of Anthony's uh, and only the one touchdown is because, again, Nick Harris has been really good. As a matter of fact, he became the fastest or tied for the fastest guy to have five touchdown catches. It only took him 10 catches to have five touchdown catches. And he, I believe he tied his brother. And then he's behind uh, one other player. And I, I just read the stat just briefly as I was going through. So, again, you're looking at several guys. You know, yeah, Texas has Worthy. Texas has Brooks. And they have a couple other options. But Oklahoma has more weapons, in my opinion, at receiver when you start talking about the number of guys catching balls. And remember, we still don't talk an awful lot about the tight end, and he's still getting catch. You know, he's getting catches as well. And then, you know, probably not the one guy who's as good as Brooks when it comes to running the football, and Brooks can be a key, but several guys have played well or well enough there. Uh, so, you know, you, you, and you can't even look back if you want to you know, start uh, looking at games and saying, okay, well, let's compare some games. Well, the best win for Texas certainly is winning 34-24 out of Alabama. So you didn't just beat Alabama. You won in double digits. That's – I don't care what year it is. That's impressive. In Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that's really impressive right there. For Oklahoma, okay, so you won – you beat Iowa State soundly. You won at Cincinnati, and I think probably that's the most impressive win. Uh, I don't, you know, if since I think Cincinnati's going to beat Iowa State, right? So Cincinnati is a better team than Iowa State. Um, so it's probably your best win thus far. Bigger deal is you went and did that on the road. Now, Texas beat Alabama on the road. Oklahoma beat, you know, Cincinnati on the road. 10 point win, 14 point win. You could probably lean toward that Alabama game as being a better game or being a better win. However, still. It's, you know, that was a first Big 12 game for Cincinnati. That was a big crowd. That was that was an electric crowd. That was a big day. I think still Alabama probably gets the better win, or, you know, Texas gets the better win against Bama. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. I think that's fair, yeah. So, I mean, Alabama's a better team, obviously. Yeah, and then Texas's win over Kansas is a good win. There's no doubt that's a good win. As a matter of fact, if Kansas and Cincinnati play today, who wins? And I'm saying without Jalen Daniels because he has the tight back, did not play. And being early on in that game did not look comfortable. 
He, you know, he did not. He, he tried to get out too quickly on throwing the ball. Didn't throw it as well. When he did run it, you know, he, the one touchdown is he's fumble. He fumbles when he gets tackled. It just so happens, you know, Kansas is back has got the. I think Zeichem had the uh, pitch, you know, relationship, and he picks it up and runs it in for the touchdown. Uh, Kansas Cincinnati play. Kansas is going to win, right? You'd think, yeah. I, mean, at, I think they'd be favored. Yeah, at Cincinnati, it might be a different thing, you know. But I so overall, you look at Texas as having the best wins overall. So when the numbers are that close, and you might look at Texas as having the best win, where do you start? Where do you start picking up next? Well, you've done strength of schedule. You mm-hmm. broke down numbers already. We're past that. How do you make an? How do you make an? Uh, you know, a really informed choice. You can get a feel, and I feel like this game is more important for Oklahoma than Texas. And the reason, well, yeah, there's the revenge factor of last year. That's that's part of it. I do think that's absolutely part of it. I think putting yourself back on the map when everybody's pointing at Texas and these are the guys and these are the dudes and hey, look, we're unbeaten two over here. You know, not, not playing too horribly, right? Yeah, I know the last year wasn't, you know, the year you wanted, but let's be honest, Texas wasn't, quote-unquote, back last year either. Were they better? Sure, but they weren't back. And everybody's getting, they're getting all the love in Texas. I, I don't know that the motivation doesn't go with the guys in the, in the uh, white uniforms because they're going to be the visitors this year. It, it's so hard to tell because, it's, hey, this is a rivalry game, so you use the old cliché. You can throw out the record books in a rivalry game. But there's so much else on the line in this game. This is probably the biggest OU-Texas game. Well, not probably. It is in more than a decade. You know, the winner probably gets a leg up. I don't want to say locks up, but almost locks up a spot in the Big 12 title game because you'll have to lose at least twice. If you win, you have to lose at least twice somewhere down the way to fall out of the Big 12 championship game. And there's possible, there's huge probabilities, you know, a lot on the line for the CFP too. Mm-hmm. So you put all those extra factors, plus the revenge motivation factor for OU. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how you would make a, a gut feel on this because you know once you break down the numbers and all that, like I don't know how you would make a gut feel on this. You know, some interesting notes here comes from Pro Football Focus, and again, it's uh, seven twenty-eight here on the Blitz eleven seventy. He's got file. I'm Rick Corey. Is if you look at the um, power rankings in Pro Football Focus, Texas is number two, and that makes sense. They're a really good football team, there, and so there's a lot of reasons for them to be there. You start looking at some things like, for instance, strength of schedule. So Texas has the eighth toughest strength of schedule to date as of right now. Oklahoma to right now 16th. And that goes to what we talked about, about the good wins and that kind of thing. Texas has played Kansas. Which State honestly, I'm Alabama. surprised OU uses that high. I'm a little surprised as well. So, But but that's, that's a separator right there. But then when you start going into some other numbers, like, for instance, uh, their chances to make a bowl game, both are about the same 99.9%. Chances to win the conference. Now, this is a key number. Chance to win the Big 12. According to Pro Football Focus and all the numbers broken down, and believe me, they break down more numbers than anybody does, Texas's chance to win the conference is at 29%. What do you think Oklahoma's is? I'm going to say probably right behind it at 24. 33. Really? So they have a better chance, according to Pro Football Focus, of winning the conference. Well, if they have an easier record, I guess that makes – or, I mean, an easier schedule. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. Well, their schedule – now, that's – the strength of schedule was only strength of schedule to now. 
If you go strength of schedule moving forward, Texas is 29th, Oklahoma's 24th. So moving forward, Oklahoma has the better strength of schedule. Yet they have a better chance to win the conference, according to Pro Football Focus. Now let's go past that. Chance to make the college football playoff. They have Texas's chance at 27%, Oklahoma's at 29. So they're ranked, you know, down at seven in the power rankings. The Sooners are Texas two, Georgia's one, by the way. Yet their chances to win the conference, make the college football playoff are higher. Chances to win the college football playoff and win the championship, they have Texas at a 6% chance, Oklahoma, the exact same six. With all those numbers broken down, the Sooners have a better chance of making a bowl, better chance of making the college football playoff, better chance of winning the college, or at least an even chance of winning the college football playoff, all with a harder remaining schedule. Yet they are seven in the power rankings. Now part of that is because of the other guys in there, right? So it's Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Alabama, Notre Dame, Penn State, then Oklahoma. Does that surprise you a little? No, I I think that's pretty fair. But uh, the the strength of schedule aspect of it, that, that does kind of surprise me a little bit. I just, uh, you know what, at this point, uh, numbers can tell you lots of things. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to like it always does. It's not the best team. It's the team who plays best that day. It comes down to don't turn the ball over. Protect the ball when you have it. You have to value your possessions because both these defense, you know, as good as these offenses are, these defenses can both be very opportunistic. So I, I, you know, I think it comes down once again to to, to emotions that day. Exactly, that's what I was about to say. Controlling your emotions. Yep, yep. Emotions that day. Who's playing best that day? And if you don't give it to the other guy, there's a lot out there. Which, what are your bets right now? Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Love to hear your your score predictions on this game. Nine one eight two six two five zero seven. Recording Scott File here on the Blitz eleven seventy. It is a Tuesday drive to work at around seven forty. About ten minutes from Bill Blankenship, head football coach at. So, so if you're Barry Switzer in the old days when you ran down that ramp to play Texas, if you won that game, how'd you feel? Well, that's a question somebody asked Coach Switzer. <laughs> this has got to be from the mid-'80s, and here's his answer. What does, uh, what does a victory over Texas do for you and your club now? Well, I'm a happier than a pig-eating shit. <laughs> Brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> That's Coach Switzer right there. As you can imagine, they didn't use that cut, right, uh, when uh, they actually <laughs> did the uh, <laughs> did the show. You should have seen the look on his face, too, in the video. It's a, it's a Cheshire Cat kind of a thing going right there. Oklahoma, Texas this weekend. Oh, man, what a fun time. You can text us your score predictions at 918-262-5072. Whether you're as happy as a pig, uh, you know, or not. All right, so we just gave away our tickets to see the Thunder and the Detroit Pistons. Scott, our winner was? Uh, Metro basketball coach, Byron Flam. All right. So he's taking his kid. So I hope I didn't ruin a surprise or anything. (laughs) Right, just right there. So uh, they'll have a fun time. That should be a good game. You got Cade Cunningham, the former OSU product, number one overall pick. Um, You know, we should should see Chet, Mm -hmm. um, SGA. So. Hopefully, early in the spring, in, in this you know, preseason, you see a little bit of everybody. You know, sometimes you're going to see him for very limited amounts of time. However, because these guys, you know, because Chet had to sit most of last year, and I know he practiced late in the year, I would think maybe there'll be a little bit more 
you know, maybe they'll play a little bit more during the preseason. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think really because, know. you know, normally the last several years we've been getting the first preseason game, and yeah. now this is kind of, I think this is the next-to-last preseason game on the schedule, so you should see the starters for a decent amount of time, I would think. We would hope that You're would trying be the to build case. up the, you know, trying to build up their stamina with the regular season right around the corner. So you'd think you'd see the starters more. You would sure hope so. And we'll have more tickets to give away to that one uh, tomorrow. More uh, more texts from you, 918-262-5072, on the uh, actual what you think the pr- uh, prediction will be on a score for Oklahoma and Texas. Now, we heard a little from Coach Switzer right there, and um, we, you don't, we don't have anything from Coach Royal. He's been dead for a while. <laughs> but we do have this yesterday from Steve Sarkeesian when he met the media, and he talked a little bit about Brent Venables and what his personality to defense kind of brings to this game. Brett has got a lot of defense, um, and and then he he carries it all. You know, so you go into a game, you're not really sure what you're going to get. You can turn on the game against uh, SMU; it's one style. You can turn on the game against Iowa State; it's something different, so on and so forth. And so, uh, there's a lot to prepare for. Um, and then his aggressiveness in calling it. Um, I think that. <clears throat> When their secondary is really dialed in with what they're doing up front, that, that's when it makes it very difficult. Uh, Stutzman, you know, historically with Brent, he's always had that kind of playmaker, linebacker in his system um, that he asks a lot of. He's a really good blitzer. Uh, he can pressure the quarterback. He's, got, he's really good in, in coverage and in zone coverage of keeping his eyes on the quarterback to, to create turnovers. Uh, and he's a good tackler. Uh, so I think for all that, it takes football IQ. And you definitely can tell he's got, he's got a high football IQ over there with what they do. There's no doubt about that. Stutzman has been as good as you can get right early in the year. And you know, Scott, when you see him on a field, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just me being a little older, but sometimes when you think linebackers, I, my mind flashes to Dick Butkus and guys like that. And linebackers these days are more like Danny Stutzman. Yeah, in the NFL, that can be Zaven Collins, and, you know, Zaven's 250 ish and he can still run like a deer. Stutzman does not look big, and he's not really necessarily, but that young, and he's playing in the middle, but he gets it done. And that's the newer style of linebacker. You know, the rush ends that we've seen, the edge pressure guys who have developed in the last few years, that body type is kind of moving to the middle. And you're seeing those guys run around and make plays everywhere. Yeah, he's got a motor that's just going nonstop. He just flies the ball, he's got a nose for the football. And uh, I, I know he gets tired, but it doesn't look like it. I mean, no, he's just no, flying he around everywhere. So no. nope, nope, nope. Oh, and before we, and we, we've got more Oklahoma, Texas, of course, all weekend long, or all week long. But you know, during a Monday, I think it was Monday, it was maybe a Sunday or Monday news opportunity or media opportunity for Tampa Bay. Somebody asked <laughs> Baker Mayfield about OU Texas, and here is his response: You come to Oklahoma to beat Texas. Yeah. I was born and raised in Austin. They didn't recruit me. I grew up 15 miles from their campus. I can't stand them. And anything they do, I don't care. You know, talk to the NFL guys. They, they say I have to calm it down a little bit. But when it comes to Texas, absolutely not. I can't stand them. That, no, just end of story. All right. Thanks. 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 Put that one on Twitter. Put that one on Twitter. <laughs> You know, the interesting quote there is the NFL guys told him to tone it down talking about other people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that, almost, was, that was more subdued than you would have thought when the question would have been asked. Yeah. Well, you know, he, you know, he makes the point about being, you know, and that's the other thing about this game. It is personal for some of these guys. If you, you know, if you play for one and the other didn't recruit you or, or you know, let's be honest, a lot of the times, Scott, these teams are recruiting the same players. 
but maybe you didn't recruit somebody as hard. Maybe if you know if you were recruited by Texas and you weren't a part of the Arch Manning weekend, would you feel left out? Yeah, where's my tomahawk steak? Yeah, well, and you might have gotten one, but that whole weekend for Arch Manning was extravagant and over two hundred and what was it seventy thousand dollars? I think we figured out they had spent at some point. So, I mean, if you're a guy who went down there and were recruited and you didn't get that kind of weekend, are you mad? Or did somebody not recruit you as much as somebody else or maybe not as early or didn't stay on you as much? And then you take that personally. And then there'll be some, like Baker, you know, you just downright didn't get recruited by the other guy. And you're going to go out there and you're going to show them. We hear that kind of stuff, too. I mean, there's so much that plays into this. There's so many elements and facets to this that make it really fascinating. And that's why, once again, we want your score guesses at 918-262-5072. I say guesses because let's be honest. We can research this all day. We can go through every number. We can do everything possible, and we can say this is how this should go. It has nothing to do with it. No. <laughs> I mean, literally, at the end of the day, does not. It is 747 on the Blitz 1170. He's Scott File. I'm Rick Corey right here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studios. And we come back, we'll talk a little Owasso football with Bill Blankenshippers, a guy who knows a little bit about coaching some ball. We'll talk to him about his team, and we'll still take your guesses or your well, predictions, we'll put it like that, on Oklahoma, Texas at 918-262-5072 on a Tuesday drive here on the Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.